Welcome to Not Just Talk Radio, a modern-day movement offering a platform where real talk and new perspectives are transformed into action and evidence. Your host is LaTanya Jr., along with co-hosts Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. LaTanya is known for her unconventional brilliance and humanitarian scope of interest. They're ready to share both wit and wisdom. Now, here is LaTanya, Tina, and Tony. Welcome, welcome, Not Just Talk Radio. What? I mean, I'm, I feel like I have been up for 14 days. What? A glorious 24 hours, ladies! <laughs> I don't know. Who rules the world? Girls. Girls. world? Girls. Girls. <laughs> well, you know what? Because we have Gail. Gail's going to join us at the, at the table. But we have the infamous Jill Carter. And I want to first make sure we, we bronze her seat. Jill Carter um, is one of my talk show mentors. Even though we're, you know, she's older than I. Where she, <laughs> there's that laugh. The infamous Jewel Carter. She's, uh, she's, she's been on radio um, around the country and, and world. And, and she, when we were kids, she wanted to be in broadcast. And she succeeded at that and, and reached all of her extraordinary success. And she moved to China, which I still don't know why a black woman moved to China. And I said to her, why you moved to China? Because now we can't do anything. And technology allows us to make sure we have bronze the seat at Not Just Talk Radio. And when she can speak to us, because she is in China, um, the infamous Jill Carter. So, Jill, say hi and give us, you know, a couple of sentences about yourself. How are you feeling today? Hi, Jill. Hello, ladies. I'm feeling wonderful, um, but let's get the record straight. You are nine months older than I am. Uh, I, I, as a matter of fact, I know for a fact I was conceived at your one-year birthday party. Because <laughs> like that's how our parents got down, but we, this is not the show about that. Um, it, it's good to be here, despite the fact that originally when we discussed this, it was going to be 11 o'clock my, my time, but time changed there in the States. It did not change here in China. And it is midnight. So, ah, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Jewel, Jewel, what is the weather like in China right now? Well, today it was a little bit rainy um, and a little cool. The weather's very similar to back home. Uh, so, I think today was probably about 60 ish, 50, 60. It's starting to cool down. We're starting to get fall weather. Okay. Hey, hey Jewel, um, are you? Are you listening or learning about our elections? There? I, as a matter of fact, I was listening and, and reading up today, uh, trying to catch up because normally I don't get a lot of news. Uh, the majority of it here is in Chinese. And um, I have to put on a VPN in order to get like CNN and some of the other stations here because it's blocked. And uh, yeah, they blo- the- yeah, they block it, which is great because while she was here, she and I had many, many conversations about politics, and Jules was always hated politics. <laughs> so just to tell you, our connection, Jewel and I, actually, there's a photo of us in the same playpen as kids. Um, her dad is Johnny Carter of the Dells. Um, he is one of the only three or four people that's been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice because he, he was also the founder of the Flamingos. Oh. Um, and he's the tenor, the outstanding uh, second lead tenor, and and why well, I call it first lead because there's only one tenor in the Dales, and and so they said our parents would set the music up. Johnny would open the door and say, "Here's how the song's gonna play," and my dad would burst in with his voice and tell the story. And that was actually the the brand strategy of the Dells, the setup component. And so we are like sisters, and we've argued like sisters, mm-hmm. um, and we love each other like sisters. Right, Joel? Uh-huh. She's <laughs> she called me to write the foreword of her book. How about that? And so over the weeks, we'll talk about Jill's books. We're going to dedicate a show to Jill. We hope she stays with us and she's a permanent seat here. But um, I, yes. I have one question before you go on. You guys are the offspring of two tremendous vocalists. Can you sing? <laughs> That's what I, I want to know. We know Latanya can cannot. <laughs> no, I can hold it too. Let me I tell don't you, know I, about y'all. I do some of the best shower singing ever. And okay. if you're in China, stop on by. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> so would that be a no? <laughs> 
Jill should be ashamed of herself. <laughs> what? What? She's a poet, though. Jill's a poet. She, you know, I was always boom, boom, boom. Let's build a bridge. And Jill was like, and the sweet lullabies of the blue sky. <laughs> I'm like, what the? Girl, stop. <laughs> but let's jump in. We have Gail. And Gail is itching to get to this uh, conversation. Hey, and um, it, Good morning. Good morning, her- everybody. Good hey, morning. Well, I was I was gonna give Gail some some uh, a, a little introduction. As you remember on our first show, Gail stepped in and spoke with us and and wowed us with her power and her swag. You know this swaggy intelligence that she has. I've also known Gail <laughs> since many 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 years. Um, but I think Gail and and Joel are critical um, to the success of not just talk because of their perspective and their abilities to um, and they don't mind sharing what they feel. And then they have all these folks that support their, uh, that believe and support what they're doing. And that's what we need. We need a community to pull this off. Right, ladies? Yeah. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And so, Gail, welcome to the show. You got a bronze seat, which is like gold. Thank you. Thank you so very much. I appreciate you, LaTanya, and I appreciate all of your other um, hosts and panel guests this morning. I'm, I'm excited. It's a new day in America. So as you it know, that's what new, that's this a, it's new, a day. new day in America. I'm excited. Who wants to start? Anybody wants to start? I mean, I can sort of set the platform. Let, let me tell you, I I can jump in. I can jump right in because I I feel like you. I've been up for 14 hours. <laughs> oh yeah, I've been <laughs> I like, up. I feel like I've been up all night. It's California. I'm on California time because I'm here in Los Angeles, and um, so I've had my two cups of coffee. I'm still in my jammies. Y'all should know that. And and so I'm comfortable having this seat at this table, this moment, at this moment in time. I believe that we um, we have, as women, uh, made history. And, yes. you know, I, as I was sharing with you, LaTanya, on yesterday, I think the very, very worst mistakes that a man can make is not listening to a woman. And so I believe that women showed up in grand numbers and voted. And I believe that um, Democrats have taken over the House, but I also believe that women are taking over the House. Yeah, yeah, they showed up and they absolutely showed off. And I think that dynamics is very right. interesting. The, the, but these dynamics, it just wasn't women. We have two Native Americans, which they should have had. Two Native Americans, two Muslims. Two, yeah. two, two Muslims. Um, and then we did, did the transgender... Um, I don't know how to say that uh, politically correct. Our yeah, transgender we, candidate win up in yeah, we've got our yes. first. Um, mm-hmm. Was it I, I know we have our governor? one of our first gay, yeah, um, right. and and her name is Sharice. Is it Sharice David? Uh, yeah, somewhere it's so I many. Get it it's, wrong. It's, it's Sharice. It's just so yeah, many. Yeah, we got over a, close to a hundred right now. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. so many, and and. and what what do you think? I, I'm gonna just put this on the table. What dynamics do you see change when you bring this wim- the women to the table? I mean, I, we all know we're women, but what 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 we all have different strengths and what we think is going to happen with this kind of thinking. So, what do you think? Uh, you want to you want to share that? Yeah, yeah. I believe that what we're going to see is that we're going to see um, an influx of power when it comes to women's issues. Um, and I think we saw that um, in the vote last night. We saw that that women um, ran on tickets that were giving power to things that are important to women, like health care. You know, um, right. I think that I think that we will see a show of of like I said, extreme power, girl power, um, for the first time, like we've never seen before. And again, I believe that it brings a balance. To the table, you can't have all men voting on women's issues. That's Absolutely. never, I, yeah. you know, uh, as <laughs> to coin the phrase of, of Whoopi Goldberg, you know, I don't want a man telling me what to do with my vagina. You know, <laughs> right? And right. so, um, I think this will bring some balance to the table in terms of issues that are important to us. Tina, what, t- Tina, what are your thoughts coming out of New Jersey? What is Jersey feeling today? Well, Jersey's feeling pretty good. We did very well here. Um, and we have a, a, a Democratic governor, and 
our U.S. senator, our Democratic U.S. senator, was reelected, and it was a very nasty campaign um, for those of you who don't live here. But it wasn't the the, the ads, political ads, were just kind of horrendous. Yeah, were I, I actually know, but- I actually tuned them out, you know, um, after a while. But um, we did well, and we elected our first black sheriff here. Well, that's a big thing because you have Highway 95 there, which is mm-hmm. the number one racial profiling highway in the United States. But I'd love to see what you guys are going to do about the taxes. I, if for everyone that's listening, New Jersey has the highest taxes in the entire United yeah, States. Yeah, they talk about it. Yeah, they're talking I mean, about the property you, taxes and you, everything. So yeah, it's you, um, you can have a 1,200 square foot home and your taxes are between nine fifteen thousand dollars right a year. Where somewhere else that's three hundred bucks, four hundred dollars, five hundred a year. That changes the dynamics for the, the aging population of New Jersey being able to afford to maintain their home, and you know just being able to maintain your home overall with those high taxes. So it's going to be interesting to see how Jersey pull that off because they have that double play game, which means you can hold two two rows in New Jersey, which allows all this double dipping and. And, requ- and and it increases the cost of living there overall. As you know, I just sold a house in New Jersey, my own p- house I had for many years. And I thought, I can't, I mean, who wants to retire here when my taxes will be probably $30,000 by the time I'm 70? Um, so that's interesting. And Tony, what's happening in New York City? Uh, we're pretty happy about Letitia James, who was the New York City public advocate and became attorney general. Uh, she was woman. elected yesterday, first black woman. She's been in politics for a long time in New York City. So that was a, a, a big win, a big win for us. And, and, and Jill, because you took your narrow behind to China, and that's why I'm not visiting you. Um, <laughs> what, how are you guys, are, how, what do you think? You know, you're over there and you're looking at us. What's the mindset? But we want you to stay safe because I know I don't, I can't come get you if they come pick you up. But what is the... Uh, what are you thinking about us over there? Well, it's when you look at this, okay. Well, um, the interesting thing is, as I said, there's not a lot on the news here. I have to seek it out, so I have to go online. It's not on television here, uh, and so um, the conversation with expats is excited in what's happening. I think people are still very tuned in, or some people are very tuned in to what's happening there. Um, a lot of the people that are here are people that are saying, eh, "I'm not coming back home until there's some uh, significant changes and." and the current administration is living somewhere else. So I think that um, it's a good feeling, but it's still kind of, eh, it's still do you, do you feel the, Do you feel the same way? Are you at that place where, I mean, I, I'm, I think you miss us, but you're not ready to come back here until you see some advancement. Are you at that same space? Well, I didn't leave because of that. Um, I left because I really wanted to see more of the world. And I think once you start traveling internationally, your views on your home country and in every place else is differently is different. And uh, I want to see what it's like to live somewhere else. So I'm looking at Spain or Dubai or Italy next, um, just for the opportunity. So, um, you know, for me, it, it had nothing to do with the politics. But I have to say that coming back. It is something that I consider. Do I really want to live in that environment that's happening right now in the country? It doesn't feel good to me. It doesn't feel good listening to how my friends are living and and how much um, hatred is is there. I, I it wasn't like that when I left, and that makes me sad. It hurts my feelings that I you know I don't want to be the angry black woman. I don't want to you know I don't. No, want it's to, okay to be the angry black woman. We we have you bit bad. <laughs> for women that want to be that but that's not who I am I'm that happy zen girl and you know I think everybody we we all should love each other because at the end of the day there's some really crappy people of every race every nationality every religion every everything you know and the more people you you meet and the more places you go the more you realize we are more alike than we are different well you know it's 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 they're going to take us to break in a couple of minutes I agree with you. You must be dating a white guy right now because I know you. Because uh, <laughs> that comment, I'm like, all right, I'm going to have a different brother-in-law. Uh, <laughs> I, I am but not dating. <laughs> but I'm open. I'm open. Um, in any case, you know what I'm hoping? I'm hoping that women a part of the house have this conversation about equal wages because we were there. Oh. 
We were mm-hmm. right there. President Obama had put it on the table, it was signed off, and the, one of the first things um, um, Trump did was remove that. And it was so crazy because women voted against their own, um, something that would have helped us all out, right? Right? And they all, their right. own interest. Mm-hmm. Right. Their own interest. And then I'm thinking... You know, we could say what we want. We just had major killings last week and a week before that. Basically, every week in America, something dealing with race is happening in the news. Why didn't any of these candidates think? And I understand. I get it. It's a game. Uh, let's talk about health care. Let's talk about immigration. But hopefully these women in Congress will, will sit down and say, now let's go after guns. Let's change the gun laws because these are the guns that kill our children. Since you guys want to play football and play, think it's that kind of game. I also want to know where was Black Lives Matter during this election because this was critical. When I look at Florida and Florida, you had that wonderful African American gentleman, um gosh, I for Andrew or Gilliam. Gilliam. And, yeah. and and he has an amazing team. I know the person that one of the people that head his team, Roosevelt, is just an outstanding grassroots person. But I've always said it, whenever you bank on 50% of your vote, 40% of your vote on young people, be careful. They are not stable. They don't follow through. He lost it by 60,000 votes simply because the young people did not meet where they, they didn't show up like they should have. They showed up historically, but not like they should have. And 60,000 vote, vote, um, votes snapped that opportunity. And so whatever the case may be, I'm hoping that when women come to, to the table, that we deal with wages, guns, and lives, um, because women realize these are the babies that we carry, and so, we are exhausted with people killing our children. Oh, we have thirty seconds. So you, we are exhausted. Right, we, yeah, I wonder if you're if that held up true in Georgia, where you have so many uh, historically black colleges and universities. I saw on the news where they were marching to the polls uh, in an effort to help Stacey Abrams. Um, I don't you think, know. It, you know, my problem, my, my, um, we're going to go to break. You want to talk about yep. this when we get back? Cause yeah, you know, I, think, I yes, think this please. is a conversation we yeah. really have to talk yeah. about. And, and, and Gail had yeah. mentioned it in the first show that where are you when black people also are being, um, you know, shot. And so we're going to talk about it when we get back. How about that? Yes. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age. From relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to The Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Not Just Talk Radio. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. 
or send an email to lj at notjusttalkradio.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome, welcome. We're back. And we're talking about the election. Uh-huh. But we're really talking about it uh, being a new America. Right, ladies? Yeah, absolutely. And, and before we went to break, I, I don't want to put too much emphasis on Black Lives Matter because it is what it is. But we know, I, when I look at the women on this on this show, at this table, and not to be braggadocious, but I know we could have written a brand strategy, a, a framework for Black Lives Matter to keep them more sustainable and more involved. They should have had chapters and fundraisers, and they, you know, um, uh, they should have written a program for school uh, and got got it approved with the you know, a funded and an extra program after school for bringing people together. I mean, it could it just could go anywhere, but the young people won't let us grown folks put our hands on it. And so that being said, um, what, are you, what are you thinking, Gail, when it comes to this space? Women have been elected. How is this going to affect this whole issue with Black Lives Matter and, and, and the killing in America and, and, and the violence and all that stuff? Well, I believe it's going to have an extreme uh, impact, especially uh, when it comes to um, to black lives. I believe that women have a heart for for American values, and and you just can't um, have a country where um, racial discrimination and racial profiling is still at the forefront. And I believe that they're going to do things to to correct that. I always ask where where is Black Lives Matter when it comes to you know innocent children being gunned down, um, you know where why are you not marching for that? Ask me to march for that, and I'll you know I'll march every single day for that. But don't ask me to march for things that are that are, are for people who are displaying thuggish behavior. I think that women will bring a sensibility to the table in terms of guiding our sons and daughters on on police protocol. I believe that um, our influence, um, whereas uh, the Black Lives Matter movement has been seen on the one hand as being very radical, I think there, you're right, Latanya, there needs to be a mature um, uh, sensibility added to the Black Lives Matter movement to make it make sense. Um, where there is where there is youth, there is also a need of wisdom, and I believe that that is where the Black Lives Matter movement has failed. They have a lot of young youth, and they have uh, 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 young adults that are riled up and ready to go, but they have no wisdom in terms of direction and how to go. Martin Luther King always marched, but he marched in peace. And so we have a generation of, and, and this, is, this is partially the blame for social media, we have a generation of young people who have decided that they would rather die than kneel. And um, that's fine, but we don't want to lose any more of our children. And so I believe that women will influence, their influence in the House will, um, will go after, you know, organizations like the NRA, and they will, you know, they will balance this thing out. Um, I believe that assault weapons have no place on our streets. They have no place in your home. Um, they have no place, you know, and, and I just believe that we will change that. Um, anybody else want to throw in? Because I, I, I have a couple of uh, perspectives to that thought. Tony, what are you thinking? Because I, I can feel you thinking, Tony. Don't get quiet on me. <laughs> I know you know, I can feel you. I mean, we know that all people aren't behaving poorly because I've been snatched in the in the police net, and I am one of the most, as you everybody knows, I'm the person that returns a pencil when you walk out of the bank because I don't want you to think I even took it. Um, so we know we have some police brutality issues in America and that hopefully women are in the House can sit down and confront this and, and, and help us solve a part of this problem because it, it comes from so many different directions. Well, you know, just thinking about women being mothers and, and that's a priority with women, our children, our future, uh, how we are going to protect our children. How do we protect our children from violence? How do we protect our children from uh, aggressive police activity? Uh, you know, Sandy Hook, how many children were killed in Sandy Hook and nothing has happened? Right now, I totally agree. I, I'm thinking the women also will help the 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 LBG, the the gay and transgenders community. The sensitivity and the 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 focus on detail, and and hopefully we won't have that experience 
um, in the Latino community again, where we're caging people. That should have never been a part of American history, of no one's history, humankind, period. I'd, but I'd we're like hoping. I'd like to chime in right, right here, uh, Latanya, because that's a hot button for me. Um, you know, it never should have happened. And I believe that the House being more powerful now with women in it, it will never happen again. And they'll hold this president accountable for all of his actions. One of the things that, that was different before. Uh, yesterday's election was that there was no accountability and you had these yes people in the house that were doing and overlooking everything that this president has done and now there will be investigations and yes i would call for investigations of every single thing that has happened i want to see his tax returns starting with his tax returns and i want to see um, I want an, an investigation into the allegations of collusion. We have not had resolve on, on certain issues. I want an investigation into uh, the children who are still in cages that they're not talking about right now. And so I believe the flip in the House being more predominantly female will influence and will hold this president accountable. So bring it on, Auntie Maxine. I want Maxine to... Oh, Lord. To yep, I was just records. about to say, she's ready. In- <laughs> yep, she's in position to be chair of the Financial Services Committee, which means right. that she can subpoena all That's kinds right. of stuff, and right. which can lead to all types of investigations, which can lead to the I word. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> So we are, and and I'm sure she will have. You mean ice cream? No, I mean uh, impeachment. You know, Maxine, Maxine Waters got up yes. early this morning and went so to the. Like, she has already started. I think she went to bed. Bumper, bumper sticker said, <laughs> "I, I ain't she scared." Bed, she's already getting her subpoenas together. She's already. <laughs> she got them already. In capital letters. In capital letters. <laughs> being processed. Here, here's something I want us to think about. Because we have talked about being at this place for many, many years for us people of color, that women in color ex- uh, um, that's in the business world and strategists. And we've been silent leaders for many years. When you say that, Gail and Jewel and all of us, yeah. I mean, a lot of the campaigns and programs and even products that are de- designed and, and processes, most people didn't realize those were some, you know, black women, just like, uh, what was the movie? Um with the number uh, hidden figures. So I I look at Gail and even myself as one of the women of the hidden figures world in the ad world, right? Right. Um, That was moving this, you know, people talk about diversity inclusion. We created the framework for that. I'm I'm not bragging, but I'm saying, and Tina and Tony, the projects and what your contributions also, and then Jewel has done it in broadcast. You know, she she stayed in the game on her terms for many, many years when it was men, 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 men dominating the, the broadcast industry. But I say that to say this, and, and I'm going to swag this in a unique way. One of the challenges that I see, you know, this, this is a, a platform of everyone moving positions at a certain time and place and changing the story. And to change that story, one of the challenges that I see is that how do we change the story where black, white people still think that black people are mostly poor, mostly uneducated, and even black people that don't come out of those poor communities because people around the world don't realize America is extremely segregated. They said our schools are more segregated now than they were in the 60s. So if you from if you're from this working class or poor community, you think that all people of color or all women are that's their same story. And I see it all the time on Facebook. Whenever I see someone say, look at us, we can't get ourselves together. I go, who are you talking to? Who are you talking what? about? Because all I know is my friends are doctors and lawyers and Indian chiefs and entrepreneurs. <laughs> I, I don't see a poor person of color unless I drive somewhere and find one. And I got to search. But that's the story. Gail, when people would show up, including yourself, and say, look, I have a campaign, we want this campaign funded or whatever the case, program funded, promotions funded, you would always show me the strong numbers. You would say, look, people of color are spending at this. This is the rate for education. This is how they're advancing. Because they, let me tell you guys, the society only invests in winners or people that are growing. That when, as long as you tell that poor story, people aren't going to invest in it because they don't think they can get a return. 
You, you see where I'm going with this? And it's the same yeah. with the Latinos. In, in, in Florida, the reason why the Latino community is so strong, because they tell the different story. They're telling you, we, we own our businesses down here. We, we drive Jaguars. We, we read Wall Street Journal and, and, and blah, 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 blah. And because of that, we're worth investing in. And so my question is, and I'm sorry that it's so big and broad, how do we change the story to support the required investment to, to, to change these other outcomes? Because we still don't have enough people of color involved in, 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 in these elections and in their community because they have the power to change the community. I, you could say what you want. I don't care. I've marched in Baltimore, the hood red area of the Bronx, um, and, and I've seen people change it block for block. Well, Tanya, I think the story is going to change because the storytellers are now changing. You know, women and women leaders tend to be more interactive. We tend to be, and people use this as a negative, emotional, but that's a good thing when you're telling a story. It, it requires that, involves that to get people involved and to take interest and to stand up, right? Um, not only are female leaders more interactive, we are collaborate more. We are more into connecting where men collaborate uh, competitively. We are more inclusive. Uh, you know, they're just the story is going to change because there are more women that are able to tell this story and get more involved in it. OK. All right. Anybody else want to talk to me about that? I think well, I, I think it, I think that's great. That, that's like a perfect answer. That's true. I, th- I, mean, I think it's I think it's also taking a page out of um, Dr. King's book, but um, advancing it to our our present time. You know, in terms of peaceful, I watched Stacey Abrams, uh, well, you know, all this time while she was campaigning and for all the negative, um, you know, innuendos that were thrown at her, she always responded professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she, her intellect and oh, she's her, brilliant. she's, she's you know, she's like sexy. Yeah. She's she, sexy. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, can't I mean, you know, that, that, but, se- that's sexy, that's sexy, I understand, but you um, know, like, shut up. <laughs> But just her, just her response, and she reminded me of a Michelle Obama, you know, the Obamas in general, where it just took a higher, you took a higher road. You know, I think we're in, in, a, in an age of, you know, soft wrath, you know, soft anger will defeat, you know, all the negativity that comes against you. So if we don't come out as they th- perceive us, to be angry, you know, and uneducated, but actually speak the king's English, probably in words that Donald Trump would have to don't, don't even couldn't even look up because he don't know how to spell them, um, and just nice. really send, <laughs> nice. you know, get, continue to give those intelligent answers, calmly, professionally, you know, and 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 directly, in time. You know, and everything takes time. So, so, here, so here's the question. To, okay, it's going so to come to fruition. We have 100 women. There's over 300 million Americans. We have 100 women that's going to help us change the story. But when they get there, I'm telling you, they don't even know the level of busy. As soon as they walk in for their first day, half their day is going to be explaining to them how they need to start fundraising and fundraising their, their freshmen. They're in workshops. They've ne- you, know, you can't go to college and become a member of Congress. You have to learn as you go. And they can play this catch-up game. So while they're doing what they do, because most people get there and say, all oh, the stuff they're going to do, but they don't know literally all the stuff that they have to do. So what do we do as citizens? You know, it's, it's, it's 100 of them, a little over 100 of them. What can, let's just let's, want to talk about, what can we do as we wake up every day and figure out little things we can do to contribute to the changing of the story, right? Um, and um, I think we had, over the weeks, we've sort of spoken, we've chatted about it. We talked about um, last show, it's time to amend some of the constitutional. <laughs> There's some stuff there that needs to be cleaned up. Um, we talked about on the local level, you know, getting in there and, and, and holding these politicians accountable because we sent them there. Right. But you got to hold them accountable. It's like when you're hired at a company, you just don't get mm-hmm. hired. They give you a boss. We are their boss. Right. right. And and that's that space. Any ideas of what we can do for the listener that's sitting there driving in their car, trying to figure it out, too, and say this is a good place to be on the stage 
how do we control the performance? Well, I'll say. I, I, I think I'm going <laughs> to chime in. This is Gail here. I think that um, the democratic diversity that has been shown um, based on yesterday's election um, is proof that when we work together that we can accomplish much. And I believe that unity is going to be key in supporting these leaders who we put in place and to support their agendas. Um, even on the small local le- level, um, making sure that your local government is, is operating and accountable. And so I believe that's the most exciting thing about uh, women taking over the House and about it being a Democratic House is that for the first time in this administration, we're going to have some accountability. And I believe that, you know, just like we showed up in record number here in California and voted and as we did across the nation, uh, your vote matters, and to sit on your, your hands and to not participate, you cannot be a part of the solution or, um, yeah, a part of the solution if you don't do anything. And so the first step was taken on yesterday by exercising your vote. And I'm, I'm just so very proud of, you know, there are a couple of states that I'm disappointed in, but yeah. overall, very proud Indiana. of the states that have flipped. <laughs> yeah. <Florida. laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, I'm loving it, too. You know what I'm thinking? I'm sitting here thinking. I'm I'm loving the feel of us coming together and uniting to make a change. And we did have an impact in some of the states um, that were red states that are now blue states. And so uh, not so much that as holding this presidency, this administration accountable. I, you know, I want to see somebody uh, knock uh Sarah Huckabee Sanders off of her high horse and, you know, change those, you know, okay, show Tina her. <laughs> okay, listen, listen, I am not, I am not an angry black Spank. woman, but I can go there. If she's, there. she's there, she's there, she's there. She's there. <laughs> Let me tell you, when Huckabee won last night, I said, stop playing. Is this ever going to be over? But we're, we're going to go to break. When we get back, I want to really talk about the big picture. We still have to come up with a solution that we can give our audience. But I do want to talk about, do you guys realize that we have been living where we've seen a woman run for president, a black man elected to president, the first diverse Congress, right? And, this, and we are all, we're witnessing this. I don't know about you guys, but I have a newspaper cover for every experience that have happened because I'm a history geek. Um, I want to talk about, you know, what uh, we still have to come up with solutions for our listening audience, but really emotionally how this impact is. Do people really get the dynamics of this major global snap that we're witnessing? So we we also have to talk about the Fourth Amendment, right? Which which but, it gives well, formerly right incarcerated in people the right to vote now. That's right. And that's going to change Florida. A million, a million incarcerated. And I hate yep. to say it, most of them brothers. I'm saying, I'm just saying. Mm. <laughs> Not that they were guilty. It's just the way it is. But no, we can talk about that too when we get back. Yep, the Fourth okay. Amendment. All right, we're going to then. Tony going sexy with the Fourth Amendment. <laughs> with the Fourth Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Financial freedom and money are subjects that many people are uncomfortable discussing. These don't have to be. Listen for Money, Mindset, and Love with Thomas DeShooter. We're all about sharing ideas with tips, amazing guests, and input from you, the listeners. It's time to dream big and help each other reach our goals. Not only will you get closer to financial freedom, but you'll learn more about spirituality, work-life balance, and empowerment. Listen live Thursdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern, on Voice America Influencers. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel 
Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Not Just Talk Radio. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to lj at notjusttalkradio.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hello, ladies. We're back. Where is everyone? Hey, we're here. We're here. Let's rock and roll. Come on. And where's where's Jewel? Did they cut her off? Is she still? No, with? I'm here. I'm here. Did they take her? Is she in the, <laughs> did she go to the spa in the middle spa, of this? The spa. <laughs> Leaving America. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we want to talk. We, we do want to talk about that Fourth Amendment. I, I'm just to let you know. Uh, well, the Fourth Amendment is Tony. You since you brought it up, you want to tell well, them. Well, it will restore voting rights to 1.4 million people who uh, have formerly been incarcerated and unable to vote. But that's only in Florida. In Florida, right? yes. Only in Florida. Yeah. So the deal is, I don't even. It, is that the same, you know, everywhere, but that is a big hit. Florida is a big hit. I've never figured out, you know, the diversity in Florida. We've witnessed it over the years. Remember when it was like at 23% guys, when we were doing market research and then it pushed and we kept thinking that because it was going to be such a heavy population of minorities that it would always be Democrat. But the, the what happened is that you had an educated crew of Floridians to move there of diverse color, and they end up taking a Republican stand. And first we thought, well, somebody's cheating. But the fact is, if you visit, do the market research, the people of color there are feeling the same way other Republicans feel um, throughout the state. And so who knows, Florida, that may flip it. We got to make sure they vote, right? But I think, Tony, um, you guys, what's interesting is the Senate was expected to go Republican. And we should tell our audience to be clear about it is because for one, they adjusted the mapping, but the seats that were up this time were Republican seats. And so the expectations were that they would win back their own seats just you know with, with a different person. So the Senate was really expected uh, because of mapping. But the next election in two years, the same thing where they dominated, um, the Republicans dominated on the map, the Democrats would be dominating on the map. So if if everything goes as well as we hope it to go, then in two years, there are a lot, they'll lose a lot of Senate seats and they'll be up for grabs. How about that? Everybody understood that when they were yep. explaining it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But, but that, yeah. that is a, a big hit. But, I mean, just to sort of recap, that is, yes, we are. it's a new day in, in America. We have watched this history of a woman, as I said before we went to break, but President Obama... Um, and now we have this domination of women in leadership that has never happened in the United States. Um, we're hoping that Stacey Abrams come on through. Um, they said there possibly may be an, an, another, what is that, an election retry, whatever the words what is. is it? A, um, Maybe in the no, runoff. Yeah, another runoff. runoff. Yeah, right. It would be, it's required, right? Yeah. If you don't have 50% of the vote. It has it's to be fifty. It'd be, it, he 50 has to one, I think. Right. So hopefully, the ballots that they're counting right now, as we speak, will put her there. And if that's the case, there will be a runoff. But I mean, it's a tough battle. While we know that Atlanta and and, and Cobb County and these places are all in um, her district, Georgia is a big state, and it's still a very large white traditional population. I'm, as you know, in a combination of Georgia and Alabama. And Alabama is a completely Republican state. <laughs> I was looking going, can one, can one person win? But I'm going to tell you what I think that's good in a funny kind of way. 
I was like, why are the taxes and the cost of living so inexpensive in Alabama? It's because the people running it are not trying to raise any kind of price because it would affect them directly. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. <laughs> I had an aha moment. I was like, why are my taxes less than $100 a year um, for all of this land? And it's because, I mean, if they raise my taxes, they got to raise their taxes, right? And they own so much land. So whatever the case may be, this is so historic um, and it affects all of us. Um, And I mean, it's just an exciting moment, but I think our, our work is not over. Um, ladies, anybody want to chime in and share any additional I thoughts? Do. Mm-hmm. I I want to say what I think people can do. I think the, and I'm included in this, is read more and educate ourselves more. I think, uh, especially speaking to the Fourth Amendment thing, I think that's been one of the biggest misconceptions is that people think that when you go to prison that you lose your right to vote, period, for the rest of your life, and that's not the case. As a matter of fact, it depends on where you are. In states like um, Vermont, and it's one more, hold on, I can't remember, but made in Vermont, you can actually vote from prison. You don't lose those rights. And in other states, you cannot vote until you get out. And some you cannot vote if you are on parole. But they want us to think you can't vote to keep us from voting. So you have to know where you are, what the laws are in the state that you're in. And I think, and my biggest hope is that people know the members of Congress and the members of the Senate like they know these real housewives. We need to be calling them by name. We need to know their phone numbers and how to reach them. Well, actually, you can go to White Congress.gov, I think, and get all of your contact information on your, your Congress member. And you can also go to the, the Senate.gov. Anything with a .gov, it'll tell you what they vote for when something's coming up to vote. He, here's what I want everyone to know. We can't make this world perfect. We live in an imperfect world. We know that a higher power is going to have to save us. Um, what we're trying to do is manage this imperfection as well as we can and try to live the best life we can live now, right? Well, we all agree on that. If this, you know, these people aren't God, they're not God's direct, you know, Holy Spirit, they're none of those things. But what we can do is try to help live the best life we possibly can live in these imperfect circumstances. And so much of the behavior that happens and I feel, you know, from my perspective, I, I I didn't care about immigration being number one. Let them in the country. Forget that. No one's more dangerous than Americans. I'm just saying that those are the real statistics. And, and for all of y'all running around thinking immigrants is destroying America, that's a lie. Um, and I wouldn't care less. I don't want a wall. Forget a wall. Let them all come because, listen, they work well um, and, and I and I need them. Um, on the flip side, <laughs> I'm just saying, on the flip side, you know, health care, pre-existing, I'm like, come on, yeah. y'all. I said to my mother, mama, we need pre-existing. Come on, Democrats, take the house so we can shut all that down. You know I what, Latanya, I don't think I don't think that was really in the forefront of a lot of people. What does that mean? To not have health care because you have a pre-existing condition. That should have been in Why front of the, the wall, but not for immigration, the yeah, well, for and the, anything the, else you for got. The, for the Democrats, it, it, it was. I mean, the Republicans, Yeah, it, this is a weird space. This is basically, if you said that immigration was more important than the pre-existing disease, basically what you're saying is, I'm willing to be sick and financially broke. Uh, or whatever the case may be, than to feel that we can uphold our um, constitution that says, or the way this country was made where we said people are allowed to come here and try their best and do and do better and so on, et cetera. It is, it just lets you know where people's sense of priorities are. I've been to Mississippi where I've heard people say, I'd rather have no health insurance and have health insurance that was designed by a president of color. And, and that's actually in some of the documentaries. Well, you know, the, well, you know what? Con- they then, got confused because they, then, they then, didn't know that Obamacare was the Affordable Health Care right. Act. They thought so. Oh, I don't, don't let them in. It's and two when different you, things. And when you need the bedpan, when you're laying in the hospital and you, can't go get it, and you can't go to the bathroom, just lay in your feces, okay? Because that's Tina, what it's going to come down to. Why did we have to go to boobies, <laughs> Why? Because that's, <laughs> that's it 
in a nutshell. That is the reality. Well, that is a reality. When you show up with a pre-existing condition, they're not going to ask you, are you a de- Democrat or a Republican? Uh, right. I was listening to Roland Martin uh, last night. Uh, his his panel was on uh, while the election results were coming in. There was a gentleman who said that he sat in on a lot of focus groups. And in that focus groups, people didn't really consider it a priority or didn't get exactly what that meant for them, you know. Well, here's the deal. For all of the folks that possibly don't get it, here's our suggestions. As Jill said, sit your butts down and please read people. Reading changes things, right? Please read. Please, I don't, you know, we've had, Jill have had it, I've had it. I normally have a book club every year. I love reading. Uh, that really does change things. Uh, hold these folks accountable. Um, whether you don't, you know, um, get involved on a local level. Make sure you have, you know, if you live on a block, go knock on your neighbor's door. Um, if there's a pothole in your neighborhood, if you see someone roaming around the street, you know, there was a woman that had read something really bad on social media. She contacted the police, come to find out the guy was on his way to a mass shooting. You must get your behinds involved somehow, right? That's but right. Not like not 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 like some of the folks who you know who just call the police because you happen to be. Hmm. Black See, I was leaving in front of your show, and I really want to be on the show where we discuss the Beckys <laughs> and the yeah. Ivans that are calling the police on black people for yeah. no reason. But we recall we 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 had we had a guest some weeks ago who said, "Do you know your neighbors?" And I agree. Start a book club with your neighbors. Get to know your neighbors and and read something together that puts everyone on the same page to show that we are all really we are just a human race. We and 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 leave everything else out of the out of the equation. I'm going to close by saying, um, you know, I'm down here in the south, and one of my neighbors stopped by as the other one was riding past me in the hor- on a horse, and he said to me, "Miss Junior, if you don't wave, we are really concerned." And I said to him, "Well, how often can I wave? Every time I come out my house, I wave like ten times, right?" He says, well, word got out that you don't wave every time you see someone. But here we say hello or we don't trust you. People take the time just to say hello. It's a little thing, but it makes a big difference. Um, Congratulations again for all the folks that came out and participated. And I want to thank the entire um, roundtable of women. Um, I want these women back every week. Uh, I don't, you know, Gail is very, very busy, but and, and Jewel, if they w- let her on, <laughs> if they let her. <laughs> well, I want to see a picture of you on a horse right down the street is what it's, I want. It's so waving. <laughs> waving. It's just waving on the horse. Yesterday, I, t- I tipped my glass of wine to the horse guy. He was looking at me like, what is that? It's like, it ain't beer, it's wine. Um, no. In any case, know, know that I love you all. And um, uh, that's that's my story. I have this huge smile on my face because Who I'm, ex- I'm still really excited. Aww. And I'm very proud, proud of our world? women. Who rules the world? We love you, back. <laughs> love you too, LJ. Thank you, oh, ladies. Right. Thank you so much for joining lady. us. Thank you. Congratulations, Thank America. You for having us. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Not Just Talk Radio. You'll want to check out the next edition of the show next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.